Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. All right, everybody, we have a special episode with a special guest today uh, with David Jurassic from PowerfulAndLoving.com. Now, David has been probably our longest standing Creators Club member um, since before it was the Creators Club when it was the Magic Media membership to before that when it was the great e-course adventure community. Uh, he has been around and, and building his beautiful work that he does with and for men. David also just came out with his book, My Heart is a Muscle which just came out. So if you know any men in your life that are doing the good work of improving relationships with themselves, with those, there's the book right there on screen for those of you watching this on YouTube. It is a thick and delicious book for all of you. <laughs> David is already making men cry around the world, which is the most wonderful thing we can possibly do, I think. That's the so, goal, yeah. <laughs> thank you for that, David. And today, the whole purpose of us gathering here today, um, David made a post inside of our Creators Club uh, with his own ways of, of getting shit done. Now, there's there's ways to get shit done. You can get shit done. You can also go about listening and understanding that there's cycles and rhythms. And perhaps the GSD model hasn't necessarily worked for you. And maybe you get down on yourself or maybe you feel scattered. Well, Dave, David's going to be talking about some seasonality or some rhythms that you can get into so that you can get stuff done and also acknowledge all of the other parts of the creative process. So that is our reason for gathering here. But before we get into the nuts and bolts of the conversation today, um, where you're all going to learn something that you can start to apply into your life, into your business, and into how you show up uh, through your relationships and your creative process. Uh, David, maybe you can just walk us through kind of your 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 entrepreneurial journey but um the the ways that you've gone about getting shit done to how you discovered this new way of honoring uh, all of the other parts in the creative process which it seems like you've done wow that's yeah. quite a question Brad. you got 10 <laughs> seconds go oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then bam um i think I've always been a, a creative, restless, and I've um, since my twenties as a filmmaker, I understood that I have to get your stuff to market. You have to produce. You have to make something. You have to get people to look at it. Um, over the years, I mean, I, I think I've taken every training there is, and I, I love your community because it is a community. It's not just content. Someone's trying to uh, make you follow their own path, right? And um, this model came just recently, actually, in the last year, uh, after running many communities and being part of many business groups, business circles, men's groups, where the word accountability gets passed around all the time. It's like every mastermind has accountability. What are you doing? What are you doing next? How, how did it go? And I found like at least half the time, people are coming in feeling guilty, ashamed, defeated, deflated, and, and or they wouldn't come or they try to dodge like as if it was this like you know waiting for some guillotine and it just didn't feel great and i was also aware that without accountability there's a problem there too 
And yeah. my community is called Powerful and Loving based on Martin Luther King's quote. And it speaks to this, this dichotomy. Power without love is reckless and abusive. When we're just like nailing each other. Hey, Bradley, how's it going? You said you're going to do that thing. Why didn't you do it? That's just, you know, it's too intense. And uh, love without power is sentimental and anemic. When I don't check in on my brother or my wife doesn't check in on me or whoever, when we make promises to each other, when we have commitments that matter, we need to have some way of calling ourselves to account. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we need to have a way to recalibrate because being in business as a self self-employed entrepreneur is a constant recalibration, right? You have some idea, you start it, and then you're like, that doesn't work. I got to pivot constantly, daily, weekly. So there's got to be a way where it's not rigid. It's got to be responsive. It's got to be a living system and it's got to feel good. And the key came to me when I brought it to my community, the idea of accountability, there was a lot of pushback uh, because a lot of men in my community are like leaders. They're used to holding themselves accountable, mm -hmm. but they were resistant to being held accountable. Maybe it's also <laughs> human nature, but maybe it's ma masculine pride. Like, don't tell me what to you do. You can't tell me what to do. I'm the leader of this pack. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm holding myself accountable. I don't got to show you nothing. I don't got to yeah. show you nothing. Don't look over here. Uh, but there's a lot of men in my community who are seasoned uh, nature guides, mentors, coaches, therapists. And they have a lot of wisdom, a lot of care. And so we started to come up with this ecological model. And it's been it's been incredible. I just had a two-hour call. We, we started with half an hour calls, and now they've expanded to two hours because people just want to, want to be in this accountability. And it's based on the rhythms of nature, and it's based on understanding that we're complex systems, you and I. Yeah. That we're... Uh, things are happening simultaneously where in one part of me is finishing something is one phase. Another part of me is just starting. That's another phase. And we can be in many places at once, basically. Some yeah. of us more than others. <laughs> right. Yeah. And how do we honor that? And I have mentors who are like extremely creative, but also extremely productive, like yeah. filmmakers who made several, you know, projects at the same time. And I always wondered, how did they do it? How did they follow up on millions of threads and, and conversations and all that. And it wasn't, it wasn't just tools that they had, like a, you know, some kind of app or some shit. It was much deeper than that. So we discovered this model and this model really works within a relational context. Mm -hmm. The old context is I have ideas. As soon as I have an idea and I say it, I have to do it. And it has to be exactly how I imagined it. And if I don't do it, shame on me. I'm weak-willed or there's something wrong with me. It's all individualistic, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very lonely. And it discounts that to produce anything in the world is an act of co-creation. It takes a village to support one entrepreneur to run a business. No one ever does it alone. That's a lie. So how do I access my allies, my resources around me and how do I respect the rhythms of everything that has to happen? You know, you know this when you're trying to create something, you can't just shit it out because you have this idea and now it's you try to do it and it's very frustrating. It goes through phases and it needs to breathe but needs different things at different phases. Yeah? Yes. So that that 
that's just a big fat intro to the to the thing itself. Shall I, shall I yeah. cue the visual? Cue the visual, Bradley. Cue the visual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it is. Tell All us right. what you're looking at here, and okay. describe yeah. it for those who are in listeners' land right now yeah. as a podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna just put it so I can see the right size. There we go. Okay, so the cycles of accountability. These are the different rhythms. And I have a literally, my wife and I run a garden in, in the city in Toronto here. And, and we, we think of the garden constantly in this terms, but I think of our businesses in this term, think of anything creative. Um, and it's not like any one of these is the first thing, but let's start with tending the soil. To cre create anything in the world, to pursue any task, short or long-term, we need to tend the soil. We need to be in, you know, we need to have been rested, have some mental power, food in the belly, and we need to clear space, make the time. Sometimes that means we need to put aside other things, assert boundaries, right? Um, so we need to make space to prepare whatever's, whatever we want to accomplish next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, that, I mean, the, the relational part of that is sometimes we need to tell people, don't bother me, or I'm busy, or I'm, I love you, and I'm not available. Sometimes we need to decline offerings, jobs, not be running around hustling, but making room. And that naturally leads us into seeding. When there's space in the garden, there's space to plant something. Seeding is where you actually take the time that it takes to dream into potential uh, whatever you want to do you know the idea of running around with a chicken with your head cut off you're running around doing tasks and you don't know why you're doing it what the intent is and what the outcome is all that it's meaningless right and it's exhausting so okay what do i want to accomplish today what's really important this week what's the the heart of that long-term thing that i keep kind of pausing and need to resume so it's it's holding the seed and and getting clear about that in our community, we call it uh, daring ourselves when we want to take the seed to the next phase. And sometimes we dare each other. My wife just dared me to, to publish that book that just is coming out this week. It's been sitting, it's been finished literally nine months ago, but yeah. I've been sitting on it, waiting for the perfect time or something, right? And so she dared me. She said, I dare you. So just put that out. Go through the fear, the whatever comes up and just do it. So um, this is where we start to feel that seed, you know, that seed has to get um, some resistance, has to get crushed, it has to get moistened, cracked, something that kind of activates it. Yeah. And that takes us into the next. So these phases blend into each other. It takes us into sprouting. Sprouting is, you know, literally in the garden, you need light. You need people that, you, you, know, you need the sun's light and in, in everyday parlance, I would say you need people's attention and care. People start to know about the thing that you're working on. Yeah. You're not working in hiding somewhere. Social accountability is one of the most powerful research wise, effective ways to move us towards action. When we know other people are aware of what we're saying we're going to do, we're many times more likely to actually do it. But it also means sometimes asking for support. You know, like, oh, I'm really stuck at this phase. I need to talk it out with you. I need to bounce some ideas or I just need you to check in with me and say, how's it going? Because I keep avoiding it. Yeah. 
Um, we need to track how it's going in, in any garden. You can't just water it once a week or once a month. You, you just got to go and check on the soils. Is it moist? Is it dry? So tracking change and just keep continuing to nurture. Yeah. So, so would you say like the seeding phase is as you're dreaming, that's kind of also planning strategy. It's laying out your to-do list. It's creating a step-by-step process, kind of understanding the journey that you're about to say yes to. And then once you've said yes, you move into sprouting and sprouting is more action oriented. It's more gathering the relationships, the resources and doing all that's where all the doing takes place around implementing your plan of action or your strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And I invite us to think about doing as tending. Yeah. You tend to things you love and you care about. Beautiful. You can, you can do anything, any, any shit, but you only really tend to something you care about. And sometimes you don't even realize you care about it until you're tending it. And then, you know, it's like parenting. You don't always fall in love with your kid when they, when they come out of the womb, but in the act of taking care of them, you fall in love with them. Yeah. So if we think about our, what we do in business is a service to our clients Mm -hmm. or caring for them in a way. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And we need support for me to to deliver whatever I want to deliver to you as my client. I need several people on my back. Who support me yeah and then naturally over time that leads to harvesting and this is one phase where i find people just skip over really quickly they just rush to the next thing got to do the next okay it's done got to do the next thing and there's been a lot of beautiful research that shows that when you actually pause anything you do whether it's two minutes of exercise or you finish a task if you just pause for a minute or two and you savor you pluck the fruit you know Mm, what's this feel like mm-hmm. now that it's completed your brain makes all these massive connections and motivates you for looking for motivation intrinsic motivation it motivates you want to do it again that felt so good yeah. so satisfying damn it was worth it it was hard but it was worth it geez uh, this, there's something unique about this success from the other successes and you you know you, you uh, celebrate uh celebration is something we don't do enough in our culture and when we don't celebrate the everyday successes the little victories we get anxious and depressed and we're too focused on the future and Mm -hmm. and that's also where we consolidate learning oh you know when i was savoring i'm going yeah you know that thing i did in part of that journey that made it so much harder i'm not going to do that again and because i'm in that celebrating harvesting mode it's emotionally recorded in my brain mm-hmm. as opposed to intellectually assessing myself. I'm emotionally connecting positive emotions with some critical analysis that naturally comes up and making those encoding those notes in my brain saying, okay, that, that's important. Pay attention. Yeah. Big feelings here. Pay attention. Don't forget. And you don't, you don't forget. Right. Well, and interesting with the harvesting too, like if you're growing a garden, and you wait too long to pick the fruits from your tree or you wait too long to pull the potatoes from the ground or whatever it might be they rot they spoil and you don't get the opportunity to celebrate those things and so it's it's kind of goes with don't spoil the hard work you put in by not taking the moments to celebrate it or doing something meaningful when you come to the end of that cycle or that project beautifully said yeah i would say too that it makes you remember like i remember when the the potatoes spoiled this year 
is I waited too long and I'm going to, I'm going to keep eye on them next time more closely. Yeah. Right. But I think practically I would say like a really nice tip in this celebrating phase is to, for business owners to gather testimonials, gather feedback. Yeah. Even if someone fires you, bug them a little bit and say, what happened? How did I drop the ball? What made you want to go elsewhere? Help me to learn. Help me to, you know, get better at this yeah. and, and be more capable of, of delivering next time. So that, that's all really, really important. And then this, this last or the fifth piece that also gets um, neglected when we think about tending to our business and being accountable is the composting. Like sometimes the seeds just got to rot or sometimes the harvest is so great you can't pluck it all you just got to let some stuff die on the vine Mm -hmm. and no matter how successful you are you need downtime you need time to just crash especially if you do big launches or you you do big build-ups you need to like factor in time to rest recuperate heal learn recycle put stuff to rest Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm kind of um Get overwhelmed periodically with all the ideas like every morning i wake up three or four a.m and i have too many ideas and i try to note them but periodically i have to sift through those lists and just go this is never going to get done this is somebody else's life I, I have not enough time yeah so when we honor death when we honor things just have to go through a natural cycle of birth life and death it leads again to that tending of the soil eh? it nourishes the soil when we take time to rest, we take time to finish the project and put it away, close it, and sometimes even make discernments. Like, that was beautiful. That was so important. I learned a lot, and I'm not going to do that this year. Yeah. And just feel the empty void of that and the, and let that sort of settle in for a little while and then see what new things can grow, right? Yeah. And then once the compost is done, you're, that prepares the soil for the next round of re- turn around the sun. So then you start to clear your space, clear your mind and get ready for whatever the next thing is, whether it's refining or reiterating. Yeah, yeah. I, I really I love this. So tending the soils, clearing the space, scheduling your success, getting yourself ready to begin a journey. Seeding is the dreaming, planning, strategizing, sprouting is the asking for support, taking action pulling the resources together, building the thing that you imagined. Harvesting is celebrating the the successes, learning from the parts that didn't go how you want and compiling that information so that you can do better next time so that it's ingrained in your cells. And then composting is put to rest what is no longer serving in it, letting yourself <sighs> let parts of the project die, letting yourself figure out tie up the loose ends so that you can fully put it to close or put it to rest. And then the cycle begins again. And this can be something, this could be a weekly pattern. This could be a project-based pattern. I Mm -hmm. I love it. And and the idea of turning your to-do list into a to-tend list feels like you're bringing more act, you're more care into the things that you are doing because you're tending this bigger picture of what you're actually trying to create in a more holistic approach. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just to keep this really, really pragmatic for people too is 
think any day of the week, if you pause for 15 minutes and you just look at all the stuff you're trying to do or you think you should do, and you just think about these five phases, you know, you'll find something that you actually need to let go of. Mm. Find places where you need to make more room for emptiness. You'll find some some kernel, some seed that's really important that's blown away somewhere and you need to bring it back. Uh, and something that needs tending that you've been sort of neglecting, right? You'll find in yeah. each of these categories there, you can be in different places with different parts of your business. Yeah. And I just, I find that really, really helpful as a discernment tool. I think the those of us who aren't just starting out trying to run, you know, learn the ropes, we find very quickly it's all about discernment. Yeah. It's all about how we think about our business, how we, how we approach those moments of uncertainty and figure out what do I do today? I just got over a cold or I just had a fight with my wife or I'm exhausted. What's the best thing for me to do this morning, this afternoon? Yeah. We're constantly discerning, right? And yeah. so I find that this just kind of ah, always gives me this grounding of, oh, right, this is nature. I'm part of nature yeah um it feels kind of insane to me to to think linearly and individualistically now i can only kind of start to see what's what's around me in this way you know yeah well and i think all of us probably are have strengths and weaknesses in each i know for myself like mm -hmm. my early stage entrepreneurial self always mm. got stuck in the seeding stage. It was so much fun <laughs> yeah. to dream and come up with ideas, but they never went anywhere. They never became anything. Or I'd be trying to sprout way too many ideas at once. And so I never got to the harvest stage. And so I never got to feel the satisfaction. I would say my weak points now are like, I'm great at seeding and sprouting and moving those things forward. I don't know if I take enough time in the harvesting stage to celebrate and mm -hmm. to to pull together like here's three lessons we learned on this specific project here's three things we'll change for next time here's what i'm selling celebrating about this project like i do but i think i could spend more space savoring mm -hmm. that because of the amount of effort that's required for each, each project that we we launch like we just for magic kids we just launched 19 books and audio stories in 11 months i don't know if i spent enough time savoring that my plans to savor that over the holidays but you know, in the moment of, of launch, like, for example, I just um, it was our one year anniversary for Magic Kids yesterday, and I mm. totally forgot. It was like forgetting my kid's birthday. I was oh. last night at 10 o'clock right before falling asleep. I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot our kid's birthday. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So that to me is showing it's pointing something out This like, OK, I need to I have to spend time in that harvest space over the holidays here. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love the way you talk about your business as a child, right? Because if we relate to our business as a living organism that comes from us, but is separate from us, then it's a relationship Yeah, that we come back to again and again. It's been and, years of thinking that way. It's like these things have, yeah. they're, once we like commit to making something or building something, it, takes on its own life it's its own entity and yeah. we're in service to the thing that we're helping to to see come to fruition and it communicates it has needs just like you and i have needs uh, different needs but it has yeah. needs in order to survive yeah that's beautiful um that's been the mo one of the most helpful insights to me over the last few years with my business 
that's where this comes from, right? This this way of relating to the world, to my work, to the business itself. It's constantly trying to tell me what it needs. Yeah. Can I can I become more skillful at listening? Yeah. Well, it's interesting too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just say if um if we're looking at our business as how in, in a similar lens as how nature operates, so much of the typical model in the entrepreneurial space and business space is like grow it as quickly and as big <laughs> as you possibly can. Imagine if that's how trees were. Like if nature grew trees the same way yeah. we try to build businesses, like the trees are grow so fast and so big. It'd be like the life cycle be done in a day and they'd fall over. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's not sustainable. Nature nature in itself is sustainable it it introduces predators they eat things that end up eating too much of the plant life like it's nature is always doing it's just it's mad that's that's the real magic in this world is is how nature works and so i love that you've created this grounded approach to knowing where you are in your life cycle with whatever project you're working on and how you could hold yourself accountable or better ways to hold clients accountable by just understanding it's like, okay, we're in the seeding stage. You're not taking action right now. This is not the time to be doing that. We're going to spend a month in this seeding stage or your life is completely and totally chaotic. And mm -hmm. we're just going to tend to the soil. You're going to tie up loose ends. You're going to decide which projects you're keeping, which ones you're killing. And we're going to like, clear your office space so you have a sanctuary to create from etc and then we're going to get into dreaming once you have the spaciousness to really listen to this this child you're choosing to bring into the world which is your business in this case yeah yeah right on i love it i just want to i want to give credit to like uh, people like mark silver and tad hargrave who i've been studying with for decades and them coming to these kinds of models in their own way the stages of business the phases you know respecting rhythms and process yeah it sounds so simple right it sounds so like kindergarten and yet it's taken me decades to get to a place where i'm really seeing the power of it same same yeah. now this is a really simple and beautiful way of looking at it i think all of you listening and watching right now could apply this today. Where are you in your process and how can you give yourself the space and permission to be fully in that without needing to try to jump ahead to a different cycle or phase? How can you be fully there and give yourself the right amount of time to be in that part of the cycle so you can move forward fully? Mm. That's great. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing this and introducing this to people. I, I feel like anybody out there should be taking some moments to reflect and maybe journal about this today on where you are and how you feel about being in that stage and how can you, um, how can you hold yourself accountable? What do you need to hold yourself accountable to in this particular stage of your cycle? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to wish like, and, you know, often we say, trust yourself, trust the process. Like this is, this is a way to actually put that into practice. Yeah. Trust the different places that you're in, trust the rhythms of nature around you and inside you. And remember that you're part of, you're part of a larger ecological web. 
Yeah. Right. Even times of year, like this time of year, cold and darker days are shorter. We, we operate differently than we would in the spring or in the summer. So let's honor that. Let's yeah. trust that. Yeah. Cool. Beautiful. And you are a prolific creator and have been for many years. Where do you want people to come check out the, the good work that you're doing in the world? Um, I think if, you know, if you're a man who's looking for, uh, you're at that point where you maybe you've done a lot of men's work or you've read a lot of books on personal growth, but you're looking for something richer, deeper, maybe you're a midlife, you're wondering, is this all there is? Um, you don't have, there's no quick fixes that I can offer you, but there's, a, there's a village community where we're tilling that soil together. And, uh, we're learning stuff like this, deeper accountability and how to grow relationally. So that's, that's where you'll find me. That's, that's my life's work. I'll be there till I die. And the website for us is powerfulandloving.com. Beautiful, beautiful. And if you're, uh, if you know a man who would be into this type of work or who might need this type of work, um, I know David has a lot of great introductory resources that you can watch, listen to, and go through together or to send them over for any curious man that's ready for that next chapter in their life. Right on. Yeah. Well, thank you, David. I appreciate you coming and sharing Welcome. all this today. This was awesome. <clears throat> Thanks, Bradley. All right. Real joy. Thank you. And everybody else out there. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Making Magic Podcast with your host, Bradley T. Morris from Magic Media. If you're inspired to leverage your life's work by crafting your transformational, educational, and inspirational media, thriving online community, profitable membership, or to turn your message into a movement, then head on over to magicmedia.com, that's M-A-J-I-K, media.com, and explore what our Creators Club or partnership opportunities have to offer you and your beautiful business.